Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. The Pros versus Joe's Challenge is hot and heavy. Find out who's on top next on Red versus Blue. 60 seconds. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. We are live in Indianapolis. Hello, everybody. Scott Atkins. A little Bob Marley. Friday night. Serves a body well. Team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Bringing you all the action from the world of high-stakes fantasy football. I'm joined, as always, by my uh, big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Mike Trent. And Mike, uh, i got to mention this uh, John Wall thing going on at the University of Kentucky. The the dissension's already starting. Calipari's bringing the heat. (laughs) Minor details, minor details, my brother, minor details. It's no big deal. No big deal. It's just uh, something uh, he may he may not even be eligible. So we're going to have to go with something about somebody else. So no big deal. He's a cheater. But we've got a lot of uh, action to cover here tonight, <laughs> Mike. Uh, you know, we this red versus blue challenge we talked about last week, uh, That that those satellites are doing extremely well for a couple of folks. Team Thompson leading the way. As uh, Azuri so pointed out, hey, Azuri, welcome to the chat room tonight. We've got cocktails and dreams in the chat room. Chad Schroeder, the champion of the FFPC last year in $75,000. Garbage Points is with us. John Roos, Joker's retired rookie, is with us. John Waremski, and he has his show. Definitely check that out. I think Monday mornings, 9.30. If not, he'll correct me, hopefully, in the chat room. San Fran fan is uh, with us. Maybe he's happy about Frank Gore being back in action 
that's going to get uh, everybody fired up. Shot Caller is with us. We love to have Shot Caller with us. And I see Lance, sports betting man, a familiar foe in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Uh, welcome to the show, Lance, and Walkie's in the chat. They're already bringing up some good ones, Mike. This is that week where buys are an issue, you've got injuries as an issue, and I've got a question in the chat room to get you started already. Let's take a look at it. Let's do it. Keenan, <laughs> he's, well, he's got Keenan Burton or Malcolm Floyd. you got to like what you saw from Keenan Burton. Uh, just getting involved in the offense a little bit. That's kind of nice to see. But, uh, Mike, Keenan Burton and Malcolm Floyd, Malcolm Floyd had a couple of big catches. What would you do in that uh, tough pinch? Well, yeah, that is very tough. I would probably go with uh, Malcolm Floyd. Uh, the reason being is they there's, there's so much upside that they can have happen for that team. And uh, Keenan Burton, I, I just don't see anything happening with St. Louis. Uh they continue to fail and fail and fail and fail. And, uh, you know, Indianapolis defense with Bob Sanders coming back, I, you know, I don't see uh, I don't see Keenan Burton doing much at all. I go Michael Floyd. Okay, well, I tell you what, I'm going to agree with you, uh, Mike, on this one. Malcolm Floyd uh, had a, little, a couple of highlight catches. This guy is, uh, is the real deal. And uh, I'm going to pull up my stat sheet to look at this because when I'm evaluating, I'm going to give advice, I'm going to give advice back by statistics, okay? You aren't going to get just an opinion from me. I'm going to look at some stats. Otherwise, I'm not going to give you an answer here. So when I, when I'm look, what I'm looking at is Indianapolis, one of the toughest uh, pass defenses in the league. Uh, and then you've got this other like, nice little stat that I like to look at, which is against the number two wide receivers, how does the defense look, okay? Indianapolis is the 18th best uh, matchup in the league against number two wide receivers while Kansas City is the 29th best. Uh, when I say best, I mean worst, okay? They're the, they're the easiest matchup, one of the easiest matchups in the leagues against number two wide receivers. So if you're looking for a starter, Malcolm Floyd has a fantastic matchup against Kansas City secondary. So there well, you go, the 29th how many, how many easiest matchup. You, how many targets does he get, though? Five, six? Well, again, uh, the, the targets, you never know. Malcolm Floyd, uh, if I'm going to pull up some numbers here, uh, targets, he's got to be – yeah, he's got to be low on the target scale. He only got five targets. But, again, when you've got a team that allows big games to those number two wide receivers, you might get a little bit more work. This is the type of game you might see it from Malcolm Floyd. Yeah. So, okay, well, that's a good one. We like to, we like to have those in the chat room. Keep, uh, keep bringing those. We'll keep firing away at them for you. Uh, this is Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio. Mike, I'm going to talk about the Pros versus Joe's Challenge. Uh, we're also going to talk for, uh, we're, we're going to hear from Alex Kaganowski, the prognosticator, who is going to continue to give us those player he props, those valuable player props. He went two and one last week, missed on Antonio Bryant, but he hit on Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, and he hit on Tom Brady. He hit on Tom Brady by halftime. Yep. Uh, so we're yep. going to hear from Alex. We're also going to update everybody on the uh, the number one leaderboards uh, across all the big events. Manny DeJesus, number one in the FFPC. Nick Kretzig, number one in the World Championship. And Larry Schechter, number one in the NFFC. Good job, guys. It's week seven coming up. Let's see if you can hang on to it. But uh, we always like to roll through the world of high-stakes fantasy football. We've got another question in the chat room, Mike, before we, uh, before we get going too fast here. We do have a lot of content to cover. I'm going to try to get to these in order if I can here. 
and, and not lose track of them. Mike, if you could hop in the chat room, uh, it might even help us because we, right. they're, they're coming in hot and heavy here. Here we go. Uh, Walkie has a um, – oh, it just disappeared on me. Walkie has a question. Hightower at the Giants, LT at KC, or Bradshaw versus Arizona. He's got to start two of those, Hightower, LT, and Bradshaw, Mike. Well, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind. It's got to be LT. Uh, I've looked at this. I've got Hightower and uh, LT on a ton of teams. Uh, I cannot start Tim Hightower in this situation. Uh, but I but I can start uh, LT because right. I believe that uh, I, I believe the LT uh, you know he showed it up and uh, Nor Norver Turner has uh, you know he, <laughs> he's got to wake up and, and realize that LT is the guy. Well, he did he did have a, a kind of a, a an average game for a running back, I think thirteen points or so, and I think we'll take that for, for all of us owners out there. But yeah, I have to agree with you. Those are the two plays, L T and Bradshaw, no question about it. Hightower against the Giants is not somebody I want to start, especially with Wells kind of dipping his way into the carries like that. I just you know, I don't know. I just don't like to see that and well and I think it's well, I think well, it's another a, thing a about it, Well and another thing about it is uh, Hightower, I mean, he figures in into the passing game more than the running game. And it depends on the matchup. This matchup is not very good for Tim Hightower because he's, you know, he, he like I said, he fits up in the passing game, not necessarily the running game. So yeah. uh, I, wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't start Hightower at all. Well, it is interesting. The Giants are kind of middle of the pack against running backs this year, not dominant like you might expect. I think they're 14th, uh, the 14th most difficult matchup, so kind of middle of the pack. Uh, they're, they're, they're obviously uh, more difficult against the pass, number four against the pass. Yeah, Tim Hightower has a hard time running against uh, middle-of-the-road defenses. Now, put right. him against the Giants and forget about it. So. Well, yeah, he's still uh, going to get those receptions. But it's very difficult to bench Bradshaw. We're going to talk about some injuries. Bradshaw continued to, to have those ankle and foot injuries, and, and he continues to be limited in practice all week, uh, week after week. But he continues to play and, and rack up yards while Jacobs just looks, uh, you know, a little, a little, little lethargic out there. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's definitely a different Jacobs for sure. We've got a couple of more we're going to try to get to. We're just going to keep rolling with these. Fred Jackson or uh, ben Jarvis, Green Ellis. Fred Jackson or Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis. No brain or Fred Jackson. I mean, Ben Jarvis, Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis. Uh, that was a yeah. fluke yeah. deal, and uh, I don't, I don't buy into it. I don't buy into him, or uh, I don't buy into uh, Lawrence Maroney. If we talk about him down the road, um, it was a, it was a fluke deal that in the snow that, you know, nothing's going to tell me that those two guys are going to emerge. I, I honestly, Scott, I do not like anybody off of New England. Yep, I agree with you, Mike. Uh, Fred Jackson, again, they're both great matchups. Uh, Carolina, 25th against the run. Tampa Bay, 28th against the run. You've got great matchups there. But I like what Fred Jackson is still doing. Even with Lynch back, he still gets 15 carries, 52 yards. He's moving the chains against the Jets. Okay, if Fred Jackson can get you 15 and 52 against the Jets, um, I think I think you, you would feel safe about starting much safer than starting Ben Jarvis Green Ellis with Maroney in the picture. I know Morris is out. I know Fred Taylor's out. You've got um, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis competing with carries with Kevin Falk and Maroney. 
okay? Fred Jackson only has to compete with one, and he's and he's still looking good. Both have great matchups. I'll go ahead and start Fred Jackson. Well, I would, too. And uh, another factor is, uh, you know, Wes Welker last week. You know, he was he was explosive. Randy Moss, explosive. Well, what's going to happen this week? I guarantee you, I guarantee you that neither one of those two will score the amount of fantasy points that they did uh, this week versus last week. No way. Yeah. All right, we're going to go ahead and keep writing them. If, if you, if uh, you know, the chat room's going so fast, we've got so many users in here getting, giving us questions. If you shoot me a, a private message, I'll make sure and I'll get to it, and I won't miss you. Uh, we've got another one here from Walkie, Steve Smith. Uh, the Steve Smith, Mike. This is how bad this this situation is getting. What Steve Smith uh, are we talking about? Uh, well, we're talking about Steve Smith uh, against Arizona. So that's the Giants, Arizona, or Steve Smith. So we've got Steve Smith or we've got Ocho Cinco going up against Chicago, Mike. Steve Smith or Ocho Cinco. That's a, that's a good decision to have. Yeah, it is. Uh, the bottom – well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you're talking about Steve Smith of the Giants. Uh, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, you got to go with Steve Smith. Ocho Cinco, he's going to get his. Uh, Cincinnati, have they bottomed out? I don't know. I think maybe they bottomed out. Uh, Chicago Bears, uh, they're going to be they're going to be coming at Cincinnati with all they got. And Cincinnati, they want to win again. Uh, Cedric Benson might be a you know maybe a sneak play there uh, going against his old team. But uh, I would go with uh, I'd go Steve Smith. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with that one, Mike. I think it's a great matchup either way. And like you said, you're probably going to be happy either way. But I've got to take Chad Johnson at this point. Um, he's just one of those guys I can't bench against that uh, the defense that he's taken on Chicago. 23rd uh, best defense to play if you're a number one wide receiver. I'll take those odds. Arizona's, again, another good wide receiver to play. Uh, uh, you know, if you're a wide receiver, you love playing against Arizona. 22nd. So they have great matchups. And if I've got equal matchups – I tell you what, Giants have a lot going on right now. Nix is a is a watch alert type of guy. We'll, we'll talk about him later, but um, with him coming on and Mario, and you got Hickson back in the fold, and you've still got a dominant ground game. A lot of questions there. Chad Johnson, the, they have to put you know funnel the ball through Chad Johnson. It's got to go there. He's a guy I can't bench right now. So, uh, Mike, we're, we're <laughs> you know I love taking these in the chat room. Let's get a couple more here real quick. Owen Daniels or Visanti Shanko, Mike, and, and I'll just start for you. Visanti Shanko had a, had a fantastic game. He continues to uh, uh, be a weapon in that offense. Shanko, four for 48 and two touchdowns last week. Favre, one of his favorite targets. Favre's just a, a great start so far this year. But Owen Daniels, this is a team that is heating up, Mike. Houston is on a roll, had a great game against Cincinnati, and Daniels was a big, big part of that for Matt Schaub, seven for 78 and two. Uh, I think that continues for Houston. Uh, more than it will continue for Shanko. Again, you're, you're talking about a, a integral part of the offense if you're Owen Daniels. Uh, I, I take well, Owen I, Daniels in that matchup. Well, I, you know what? I can go uh, either way, but uh, the one thing is uh, Minnesota. They're going to end up. They're going to have to do dump downs because this game is in Pittsburgh, and this is game of the week. Minnesota at Pittsburgh, and I can see. Uh, I can see Brett Favre doing dump downs to uh, Shanko and uh, just letting you know, letting him do what he wants to do, especially if they get in the red zone. If you look at if you look at the red zone offense for Minnesota, Brett Favre looks to Shanko. So 
I mean, that that's six points, seven points right there. Uh, When you go to Owen Daniels, uh, I don't know, San Francisco at Houston. Houston, they're starting to light their fire. But uh, I don't know, San Francisco, Mike Singletary, he's kind of upset about what's going on about the team. He's. He, he wants to get them going in the right direction. Um, I see a great defensive stand, and I don't see an Owen Daniels doing much. I take Shianko, in my opinion. Well, another thing that I just found, a nice, interesting stat here, if you're looking at Shanko or Owen Daniels, uh, Jokers, San Fran is the number one defense against tight ends. Just be careful. Uh, Shanko is a nice weapon. I think Daniels is a great weapon, too. San Fran does have a way of locking those tight ends down. So just uh, it, it's a tough call. I think I still, in the end, I take Daniels just, just for that offense. It's heating up, and, and I want to get me some. If I'm a Houston, if I have any Houston players, I want to get them in that lineup right now. Yeah. Walter, Andre, uh, you know, Schaub is just throwing the ball and zinging it, and the offense is really clicking. I think you're going to see big things from Houston again this week. So hopefully we can help with that. Um, another question in the chat room. Let's see. We've got Jokers has Gore and Coffee. Uh, does one drop Coffee for Cards defense for the coming weeks, or hold tight with Coffee in case Gore goes down? His running backs are Gore, Stephen Jackson, Lynch, Donald Brown, Ricky Williams. Is he safe to drop Coffee? I think no. Not in any shape or form. Are you are you safe to drop Coffee? Look, we haven't even seen no. Gore play. He's practiced, but I'm going to be watching Gore. Uh, with a very close eye, even though he is back. But that's ankle and foot injuries. Gore's, Gore's known to uh, be a little skittish on that. So no way do I drop Glenn Coffey. He's too, too valuable. Yep, I, I totally agree with that, Scott. Uh, you know, talk about your, quote, handcuffs and this and that. But uh, Coffey, he, I mean, if you got him, he could be very valuable come week 9, 10, 11, 12. All right, Mike, we're going to continue here. The Pros versus Joe's Challenge is a contest that has been really generating a lot of steam here. Uh, Chris Lambert wrote a nice article about it this past week. The contest is comprised of 72 teams. Half of them were pros, uh, considered industry guys, and half of them are Joe's, just regular high-stakes fantasy players. Teams were broke down into six separate 12-team leagues, with each league, Mike, holding its own draft. Uh, prizes are going to be awarded to the top teams, but the overall winner is the team with the highest point total among the 72 contestants. A lot of bragging rights on the line here. And of the six leagues, Mike, currently four are being led by a pro, and it's a pro who holds the overall lead. So it's going to be an interesting contest. I just wanted to let you know that uh, we did participate, Mike. Uh, Red versus Blue was honored to be one of the pros, and uh, currently – we're in uh, number one overall in our League of 12. We're representing for, uh, for the Red vs. Blue crew, thanks to those guys helping us make these lineup decisions every week. Uh, we're number one overall, and we've got, a, we've got a nice shot at this thing, man. I like our squad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re- run it by you. Tell me what you think. Uh, quarterbacks, we've been helped by Eli Manning. We, we took him really late. Uh, we've got Eli, Matt Castle, and Trent Edwards. Obviously, Edwards is uh, not looking good. But Eli has been our force, and Castle may just be coming around a little bit, but it's a little thin there. Running backs, uh, we've got D-Will and Michael Turner. We started off our draft with D-Will and Turner, so that's safe. But we also hit on Ray Rice. We, we, we spent an early pick on Ray yeah. Rice, and we backed, uh, Turner, we, we backed D-Will up with Jonathan Stewart. So Ray Rice, Stewie, Turner, and D-Will. That's what's uh, doing uh, well for us so far. Then we've got uh, wide receivers. We've got... 
Roddy White, and I took T.O. He fell, he fell, he fell, and I went ahead and took him. Wish I hadn't. Uh, but it's Roddy yeah. and T.O. Then we got Lance Moore and Mike Sims Walker. So we hit on we hit on Ray Rice and Sims Walker in this draft, thanks to the crew of Red versus Blue. So Roddy White, T.O., Lance Moore, Sims Walker, and Austin Colley. We took him as well. We liked what we saw out of Austin Colley at the um, at the Colts uh, mini camps. Uh, and that's pretty much what we have. Sam Hurd, Debra Henderson there. Then our tight end are John Carlson and Heath Miller. Mike, we hit on Heath Miller too. Heath Miller, John Carlson. We've got Lance Moore coming on, Roddy White, Sims Walker, Ray Rice, Turner, D. Will, Stewie, Eli. Uh, we've got the Broncos, D. I mean, Mike, this is a this is a pretty solid team, wouldn't you think? No, there, there's no doubt about it, Scott. Uh, one thing about the, the tight ends just amazes me that uh, Heath Miller is doing this much in in Pittsburgh's offense. Isn't he something? Um, oh, man. It, I mean, it's been unbelievable uh, because uh, I guess they're uh, kind of carrying the torch and giving it to Mendenhall, but in the uh, in the interim, it's Heath Miller that's reaping the rewards. And, uh, you know, if you're a fantasy owner of Heath Miller right now, you've got to love it. Now, oh, I don't he's know right how long up there. that's going to last. Well, he's right up there at the top, and I don't see why it wouldn't last. He's fifth overall in uh, points per game right behind a select group of Owen Daniels, Selleck, Gates, and Dallas Clark. We were right about Dallas Clark. We named him our number one tight end, uh, and he is proven, proven us on that. Uh, clearly the best tight end this year. But uh, Heath Miller is a, is a weapon, and he's definitely on the watch alert. Uh, okay, so anyway, pros versus Joes is an interesting contest. We're going to keep rolling. We're number four overall out of 72 teams, number one overall in our League of 12. We're just going to keep rolling and hope that team holds up. And I don't I, – you know, let's let's just keep our fingers crossed, Mike. Yeah, Maybe, it's, uh, it's it's a fun contest. Yeah, a it's a fun there. contest that uh, that that they do, and uh, you know, I just I, I love every single contest that's involved with uh, fantasy football because each and every one makes us and you and everybody out there uh, smarter and better at the game. That's what it's all about. You know, and I and I took Ray Rice, and he is on our watch alert this week, Mike. He's on by, of course, but look, I mean, 77 yards rushing, two touchdowns, 10 receptions, 117. Mike, holy cow, right? Ray Rice, this kid is unbelievable. Well, uh, you know what, Scott? Can you believe we're in? Uh, we're approaching week seven, and Ray Rice has outpointed Adrian Peterson. That's, wow, that's amazing. That is yeah. amazing, and he's uh, just uh, three points shy of uh, MJD. Yeah, uh, that just that blows my mind that uh, well, Ray Rice is doing that good. Well, we saw his stock elevate uh, up into the third round uh, in a lot of high stakes leagues, early fourth. And I tell you what, I've got a shout out to Lou Tranquilly, a good friend of mine at BFD Fantasy Sports. Lou correctly called him in his top ten. He was a first round uh, caliber uh, running back for uh, Lou Tranquilly. And I, and I, I tell you what, Lou's got some big things going on. I want you to hear about him real quick. Big news from BFDFantasyFootball.com. You could win a free subscription from BFD for the remainder of the fantasy football season. 
Just listen Monday night, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Channel to Lou Tranquilli. Lou will ask fantasy football-related questions. You can answer and win a free BFD subscription. Get yourself some help from a proven fantasy football winner. And put you at the top of your league. And get it for free. Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, Mondays at 9. BFD Fantasy Football on the Fantasy Sports Channel. Yep, got to give Lou Tranquilly the props. That was his breakout player of the year, Mike. He correctly called it. And uh, so, you know, take advantage of that and, and go listen to Lou uh, this Monday night. His, his show is uh, quite a quite a show for, for all the listeners of High Stakes Fantasy Football. Mike, I've went already 25 minutes into the show, and I haven't mentioned uh, the romping that the Patriots put on the Titans. 59 to nothing, 45 in the first half, Mike. Kansas City, or, or, or Kerry Collins, listen to this. Terry Collins went 2 of 12 for minus 7 yards, and Vince Young went 0 of 2. Now, Mike, how in the world is that possible when you're down 45 nothing at halftime to be two, to have negative 7 passing yards? Well, you know, I have no idea. Jeff Fisher, he's, he's scratching his head right now. This is a team that was, correct me if I'm wrong, but they were 10-0 yeah. uh, pretty much last year. You know, a couple weeks, uh, I mean, they were 10-0, and and this team is 0-6. What has happened, I'm not sure. Um, maybe it's Kerry Collins. Maybe it's Jeff Fisher. I don't think it's Fisher. Uh, Fisher is a solid coach. He's been, uh, you know, he's the longest tenured coach uh, of pretty much any team that's been there. So there's something going on, and they're just not, they're, they're just not meshing. But I don't – Jeff Fisher's not going to give up. Well, I don't, I don't know if it really matters about Jeff Fisher. He's not the one out there missing all those plays and missing all the tackles. They've got a lot of problems on their hands, yeah, and but I think it, everybody – but he's – well, I'll tell you what, Scott, he's one that's got to be cannibal. And uh, when, when they're missing tackles and things like that, then he's the one that's got to be a cannibal. He's the one that's got to make sure – if you're not getting it done – We'll we'll find somebody else that will. Yeah, I agree with you, and I I tell you I I don't I don't uh, they're just a salivating matchup for any offense in the league. But let's talk about Tom Brady, twenty nine of thirty four, three hundred eighty yards and six touchdowns. It's Look at these stats. Gun. Welker ten of one fifty and two. Moss eight of one twenty nine and three. Baroni <laughs> sixteen for one twenty three and one. Uh, Mike, they they've got a different matchup this week. Tampa Bay. They're at Tampa. And Tampa's at the bottom of just about everything you can find here. Running game, wide receivers, uh, they're, they're just at the bottom. And I, and I see it, it happening all over again. Mike, I played. I had to play Randy Moss and Tom Brady in the World Championship of Fantasy Football last week. It was not a good week for my team. And, and even though we put up our points, what can you do? You, nothing. These players, these players, when they see the snow, it's just a different thing. They become a kid again. And that's what happened with New England last weekend. They became a kid and had fun. It's like, oh, my gosh, there's snow and this and that. This week, uh, I'll see them beating Tampa Bay by, you know, something, something meager like uh, a 38-7, 38-3, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It won't well, the be 59 was a, nothing. The defense was a little surprising. I don't, I don't think New England is still that dominant defense that we've no. seen in years past. They they had a shutout against Tennessee, but Tennessee just absolutely quit on them in the snow. 
I don't think we'll see that again. Uh, but, you know, Tampa, again, Caddy had a good game against Carolina last week, 16 for 77 and a touchdown. Josh Johnson just didn't do much at all. Uh, Winslow, 3 for 29, and Bryant, 2 for 37. you got the Sammy Strader kid we've got to see more from. Uh, I think it'll be that kind of day again for Caddy if he gets a little bit of running room. He is a he is an emergency type guy that you can still put in the lineup if you have to. New England's not all that dominant against the run. They're about middle of the pack. They're 16th best against the run. So if you if you have to if you have to put a Cadillac Williams in there, I, I've seen worse, and and that's about all they have really. So I think he'll well, still get his. I mean, 10 15 points is not unreasonable for him. Scott, they're they're afraid to run against New England. A lot of teams they're afraid to run against New England. It's like, okay, the first down, uh, I get uh, one yard. Second down, I get two yards. And then they quit. Well, why not just keep pounding it and see what happens? You know, uh, do different schemes, uh, different schemes in the in the running option. Uh, you know, yeah. do whatever it takes. Uh, New England, uh, they're not infallible. I mean, come on. Now, now three four seven three two four five four zero four. We're already halfway through the show, Mike. 30 minutes to go. We have to break down these games. Again, if you have a, if you have a question of who do I start, just message us in the chat room and we'll get right to you. You might want to do an instant message to me in the chat room so I can see that you, you do want a question answered. Uh, Ogaro is a, a newcomer to the chat room. Welcome. And uh, Manzar is in the chat room. Welcome. King of Queens, always glad to see you in here, my friend. 347-324-5404. Okay, Denver beat San Diego. What a defense Denver has. Again, they're on... Um, they're on by this week, so we don't get the, we don't really have to talk about Denver, uh, but we can talk about San Diego, Mike. Um, this team has some question marks. We we thought maybe they'd get rolling last week, but uh, San Diego against Denver. Rivers went for 274. LT looked decent, but not like LT. And again, it's still Gates and Vincent Jackson on the offensive side of the ball. What do well, you like I totally about this disagree game? with you. Uh, LT looked like LT if they would have given him the Giving him the chance. Oh, come Norville on. His legs Turner. are still still stuck in the mud, man. Every time he picks up his leg, it looks like there's an additional 20, 30 pounds on those legs or something. There's no there's no push and explode. You know, he had that one wide-open dump pass or shovel pass. He takes off. Most backs are sitting there. You're looking at this guy coming. you got 10 yards to shake him, and he just puts a little move on, and there's nothing there. There's no burst, nothing to wiggle away from this guy, and he tackles him with no problem. Well, L- not I mean, LT is the only chance they got. I mean, Darius Rose is not going to get it done. So, LT, I mean, the guy is looking better and better and better all the time. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I tell you what, this uh, this matchup here, San Diego against KC, KC did score the upset against Washington, I guess, if you call it that. How? I don't know. Maybe by default here. Bo went six for 109. Larry Johnson, 23 for 83. But really, Mike, it wasn't much else. They just kind of played not to lose, and Washington didn't play to win. And, and and that was really the story of Washington's season so far. And KC, I mean, they're at home this week. It's, it's, a, it's a game that they could surprise San Diego, I guess. But I don't know. I think I think San Diego just gets does what they do. Kansas City is an offense that you or, or a defense that you want to play. You've got to start Vincent Jackson. I think we, we talked earlier. We you, I said if you if you're in a pinch, go ahead and start Malcolm Floyd. Throw Gates in there. You've got Rivers. You have to start in every situation. Uh, they're going to put up some points on KC. The question will be, can KC do the same to San Diego? Because if you're in a situation with Dwayne Bow, San Diego, uh, you know you're probably not in a situation where you can bench Dwayne Bow. Not at this point. 
But if you have I'll Larry look. Johnson, you can't start Larry Johnson, really, can you? But against this, oh, against this San Diego defense, absolutely. San Diego is one of the worst rushing defenses in the league right now. Yes, yes, you have to start Larry Johnson. If you have Larry Johnson, you have to start him. Um, San Diego, they're historically terrible, and then they back into the playoffs, like last year. Last year, uh, if you remember week 16, it's like, oh, we hope we make the playoffs. At 8-8, eight and eight, they made the playoffs. San Diego is not that good. Uh, Kansas City is, well, they're not that good either. But no, I they're not. See, I can see Matt Castle and Dwayne Bow and Larry Johnson and everybody putting it together, and uh, I can see yeah. Tennessee winning this game. Well, San Diego is not a defense you fear right now. So if you if you're in a pinch, I think Larry Johnson is definitely a, a definitely a flex player for you this week. Green Bay at Cleveland. Green Bay beat up on the Lions last week. Mike Rogers goes off. Grant has a decent game. Finley is really coming on. If you're in a pinch at tight end, Finley's looking very very nice at five of fifty four. But the real story is Driver. Donald Driver again seven for one hundred seven compared to Jennings six for sixty four. This is an every week thing. For Aaron Rodgers, he is targeting Donald Driver more than Jennings, and Driver's doing more with it. Driver looks like a, a man reborn again. This this guy looks fantastic. And to think that there's some of us out there that paid second-round price for Jennings when we could have paid seventh-round yeah. price for Driver. Yeah, I know. It, it kind of stinks, I mean, but uh, I I think that, uh, you know, I think that Jennings is going to have a big game uh the one player that I'm looking at in this game is Masquite. Masquite yep. is, I mean, he looks the bit. I mean, he yep. looks, he's chomping at the bit, and this could be a big game for Masquite. And yep. uh, the reason I say that is Cleveland's going to be coming from behind. And, uh, you know, he's shown it. He's getting the targets. So, uh, Green Bay game. against number one. Green Bay is 26th against number one wide receivers. Masquite, by default, is. He looked good last week, 5 for 80. He's really the only thing Cleveland has right now. D.A. is awful. Jamal Harrison, they tried this Cribs thing, running six times. Nothing is working but Masaquai. And so with a matchup like Green Bay, Green Bay's going to jump out. You know they're going to throw to Masaquai. He's a starter in your lineup this week, no doubt about it. San Fran at Houston. Houston scored the upset last week, 28-17 against the Bengals in Cincy. And, again, we talked, Schaub's on fire, Slayton, A.J., Daniels. The team is clicking. And, Mike, they held Benson down to 44 yards on, I think, 16 or 18 carries. So you've got Gore coming back in the lineup. You know they're going to give the ball to Gore, but Houston seems to be doing a lot of things right right now. Yeah, they do. And uh, one thing I see about this game, this may be <clears throat> Matt Schaub's lowest point-performing game Fantasy football wise. Why? Because because San Francisco is gonna blitz, 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 they're gonna break okay. everybody and yep. uh that leaves Steve Slayton open. Steve Slayton okay. may may have a huge game and Matt Schaub he may go down. Good insight, Mike. I remember uh Houston week one uh for, faced a, uh, a a tenacious blitz by the Jets and they just harassed they harassed Schaub all week. They couldn't really get anything going, so it's a, so that might be a good call. Indianapolis at St. Louis. Indianapolis is a, a team on fire. You obviously start all your Colts. I'm even I'm, I'm saying you know you Pierre Garcon and Austin Collie. These are these are all guys that you that you consider starting. 
But St. Louis, Bulger's back, and you know Bulger's favorite weapon is Steven Jackson. He's the fallback pillow for Mark Bulger, and Steven Jackson looked good again. They looked like a first-round pick with six catches for 78 yards last week. Mike, that's the Steven Jackson that, that we're looking for out of that offense for those of us that drafted him. We're looking for, uh, you know, performance, uh, just getting that getting that dump pass and, and running with it. So uh, you, you obviously well, start all I, your Colts, but go ahead. Did you see the way he ran with it? He ran He ran hard. He, he's like – it didn't. It didn't matter what Hillman he had on. He said, "I'm going to run as hard as I can. I don't care who's grabbing my hair or what." I mean, yeah. Stephen Jackson ran hard, and I appreciate that. And I bet everybody that uh, owns Stephen Jackson they appreciate it too. But to get it done against Indy, I don't know. I, I don't well, know if he can get it done much at all. Well, you just got to get those dump passes again, and 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 they're gonna they're gonna be bringing the house uh, teeing off on him. Uh, the Indianapolis is the total package right now, offensive and defensively. I tell you, I love that story about Austin Collie. Reggie Wayne says, you know what? I get to the film room, and Austin Collie's been there for six hours. And then the fact that Austin Collie's in there studying late nights with his wife, and she's grilling him on the playbook. This kid is learning this offense. That's all. Awesome. And the Colts are the Colts are a different type of team in the NFL. Their wide receivers go out and they line up and they have a couple of different routes they can run depending on the defense that they see. And they're expected to know it. If they don't know it, you hear Peyton a lot of times helping them out and telling them here's what you see and to run a different route. They've got to have three or four different routes memorized ready to go when they line up at the play. It's uh, You've got to be a very smart player to learn the Colts' offense, and Austin Collie's showing it. And the interesting thing is, Mike, the Colts have been running a three-wide receiver offense almost every single play this year. They've got Collie, Garcon, and Wayne out there, along with Clark, just about every single play. The question will be with this offense is how does it shake up with Joseph Adai and Donald Brown? Last game they played, Adai was involved in 14 run plays to Donald Brown seven. I don't know why that would change at this point. Uh, you know, unless if Indianapolis gets the lead, Mike, you might see them take a chance and let Donald Brown go wild. Well, that's a good point. Uh, I think a guy is going to have his breakout day. Well, not breakout day, but a chance to do what he needs to do. And then yeah. uh, Donald Brown may be in the uh, half part of the uh, third quarter, fourth quarter. And, you know, those guys are going to have fun. Uh, th- there's no reason why this game should be close at all. Indianapolis, they close it in the first half, and then they finish it off. I, I tell you, it's, it's one of those rare teams that you start almost every single player they have, uh, and you're and you're excited about it. With St. Louis on the other side of the ball, you, you definitely have to be questioning uh, what it's going to be with Keenan Burton or Donnie Avery. Donnie Avery was going to be off to a pretty nice day last week when he caught that touchdown. Right off the bat, he, he catches a touchdown, and then he goes down with the hip. Uh, well, apparently Avery is fine. The hip is okay. He's completely ready to go. Uh, full practice, and so he's back. Mike, before we get to the game, the rest of the games, I want to break down the injuries real quick just to get everybody up to date with the injury report. We're just yeah, going to run cool. through them as quick as we can. If you want to stop me, you go ahead and jump in. Uh, no, Bolden, Bolden didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. He was limited Friday with this angle. It does not look good. Breston's been limited all week with the knee, and Wells was limited Friday with the hip. This team has a lot of injuries, and if you're Arizona and you want to beat the Giants, you better be fully healthy, otherwise the Giants are just going to tee off on you. I'm afraid for what kind of game Warner's going to have with injuries to Bolden, Bresson, and Wells. 
it's 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 definitely going to be a big day for Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, no no doubt about it, and uh, that might uh, that might prove. Uh, I, I was one to bench Hightower, but you never know. Yeah. Right, with all those injuries, you never know. But again, Wells. He's he's been this way. This is the story. If you drafted him, you knew what you were getting. You were hoping for lightning in the bottle. It hasn't been there yet. There's still time for Wells. I like what I see when I see him run, but he's got to get he, he's got to find a way to get rid of Hightower, and that's not going to be easy. Bradshaw again continues to be limited with the ankle and the foot. Eli and Mario were full goes this week, so don't worry about Eli or Mario. Nix is the guy that I'm just loving right now. This kid is very very hot, uh, very fluid out there, making all the big plays. Uh, and he's going to start taking away from some of these guys with performances like he had last week. He's on our watch alert. Five catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown. He's doing more than just catching the deep ball. Um, well, but Eli and, and, Eli and Mario are healthy. Yeah, Eli is looking solid in the pocket. He's doing everything he needs to do, and he's making he's making those wide receivers look good. And that means a lot. And they're go, they're, they're a very cohesive unit and. It, it shows. Yeah, and uh, let's let's move on here. Norwood is doubtful with the hip uh, in that game. Uh, Atlanta. I fully expect Dallas to win this game against Atlanta. Although I love Atlanta in, the, in that team, I, I think they're a playoff team. Yep. But I fully expect Dallas to win this game because Barber, Felix Jones, and Roy Williams all are full practice. They're all a go. They're in their home stadium. That means Jerry Jones is saying, "Boys, it's time to play." Now, the question is, what does that mean for Tashard Choice? If you've been starting Tashard Choice, it's because Felix has been on the sidelines. With Felix completely healed up and fully practicing all week, you've got a three-headed monster back there with Barber, Felix, and, and Choice, and it is a mess. Well, that's all, that, that's all good and well, but uh, Dallas has a real problem. Uh, if, if they have a three-headed monster, monster like that, then uh, most defenses are going to put eight in the box, and next thing you know, you got or nine in the box even. You got you got you got Witten. You can't do that. You got Witten out there. You've got Roy Williams uh, healthy. I don't know what he's going to do, but you got Roy Williams is overrated. And then you got and then you got Austin Miles. So if you got nine in there, somebody's open. Austin Miles had one game. Dallas Dallas is very disappointing, and uh, until Tony Romo can show me that he can do what he needs to do. Yeah. This team is not going to be Dallas. Uh, well, you're. You mean it's not going to be Atlanta? Yeah. No, they're, they're not. They're not my Dallas Cowboys. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, and they're just not the Dallas Cowboys. They don't mix it up, and I don't. I don't see what's going to happen. I don't see it improving, and uh, I hope it will, though. Jonathan Stewart and his Achilles were a full practice. He's on my watch alert right now. He's on a red versus blue watch alert. you got to watch this guy. If D-Will goes down, Stewie is looking very, very good right now. Cincinnati lost Antoine Odom on defense. I think that's going to hurt him this week. Uh, Ocho Cinco did not practice Thursday and Friday with the hip. He is probable, but you know he's going to play. Greg Jennings was limited Friday with the hip. He did not practice on Thursday. And then be careful with these kickers. You Sometimes you just neglect your kickers a little bit in these high-stakes leagues. Be very careful. Watch your injuries. Doubtful. Phil Dawson is doubtful. So I hope you hope you weren't counting on Phil Dawson at all. Uh, Adam Vinatieri is out, and Matt Stover is in. So maybe you got Matt Stover um, on the Chiefs this week and uh, can get you some field goals. Anthony Gonzalez is getting closer to return, Mike. If he's out there in your league, you definitely go out and put a nice bid on him. 
We talked to you about Donnie Avery. He was limited Thursday with a hip, full practice on Friday. He's And, again, he was primed for a big game after catching that TD. So let's watch what he can do against the Colts. Uh, well, I want, very I, I want to bring season. up a I want to bring up a wide receiver real quick. <clears throat> uh, that he was demoted to number three. Talking about Dallas Cowboys was Patrick Creighton. Yeah, uh, this guy you, you don't nothing. forget about him. Don't forget about him. Come uh, week uh, 10, 11, 12. I mean, this guy could be solid. Yeah, he he's not, Mike. That's uh, that's that's wishful thinking. He's up and down. He's not startable at all. You never know if he's going to get you one. Or, or four, but that's about all he's no, going to he, get you. They just they well, spread it around he, way too much. He's not sellable in week seven, but with Dallas, and you never know. Uh, yeah. And Don't even mention eight. it again, Mike. It's, it's, it's losing you points as you bring him up. Edelman is out with the broken forearm. Sammy Morris is out with the knee. Fred Taylor's out. You know, this is this is going to be a Lawrence Maroney type of uh, uh, a running situation. I think he's looking okay. Mike Clayton is questionable with a hammy. He was limited Wednesday, but full practice on Thursday and Friday. And here's the outs, Mike. Jericho Cotchery is out. McFadden is yep. out. And uh, Edelman. Yeah, Cotchery, McFadden, and Edelman, they are all out. Chaz Schillens, full practice, is back for Oakland. Let's see what they can, he can do against the Jets. And then we already mentioned Frank Gore is back with the ankle and foot injuries. So what is that, Mike? I don't what know. is that, Mike? I think that's a prognosticator, isn't it? Is that what, is that Alex? It could only be the prognosticator. He's with us, and he's here to make us some money. My Alex, are you with us? I'm going to get my wife to play that song every time I come home from the office. <laughs> it's the doorbell. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Alex, thanks for joining us again, man. The props have been a lot of fun to track. Everybody here on the show loves them. We've been looking forward to these props. Last week you went two and one. Kind of surprising that Bryant didn't get anything after those, you know, early catches. He just uh, he never got it going. Yeah, that was the uh, and you know I got to tip my hat to Mikey. Uh, Mikey called yep. it. He didn't like that play. He was right on me. And uh, yeah, that was. <laughs> You know, I, I'll tell you what, Alex. That was, uh, you know, you, you bring you bring great plays to the table every week, and uh, that was one I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. But well, uh, I, think, we, I, I think Mike had the crystal ball that uh, Brian was going to catch two passes for about 37 yards in the first uh, first 20 minutes, and then just get shut out the rest of the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, but that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what. But happened. you, well, listen, but you, you keep it, you keep it rolling, Alex. You can't win them all, and uh, two and one. I'll go two and one every time. That's right. Me too. Absolutely. Well, they're all. Everybody in the chat room, get your pens out. Like Lance said, get your pens ready, and uh, let's hear play number one for week seven from the prognosticator. All right, play number one is um, uh, for a guy that you guys uh, talked about a few minutes ago, and okay. Vicente Shenko. Vicente Shenko. By the way, is he Italian? Vicente Sanko? Does anybody know? He don't know no, what French. he is. French. I, I thought he was. Like, I thought he was a t- I thought he was from the same part of town that Mark Rivera was from. No. <laughs> All right. Well, be that as it may, um, his total on on the receiving yards is twenty eight and a half. So when I saw that, um, I said to myself, Yeah, you know, there have been games where you know I think he caught like one 
catch for one yard a few weeks ago, and uh, the first couple of games he wasn't involved. But it, if you look at the last few games, I mean, the guy is getting more and more involved. Favre is yep. looking to Favre has always loved tight ends. We all know that. And uh, Percy Harvin is out, so uh, or he should be out. Uh, so I, I think the over on the twenty-eight and a half is uh, is a pretty easy play. I mean, he could get that twenty-eight and a half in one catch, basically. Uh, obviously, a long one, but uh, you know, two catches certainly is is uh, fairly easy to make, to make twenty-eight and a half, twenty-nine yards. So and he averages he averages twenty-seven yards per game. And look at his targets: three, three, five, three, four, four. Right. He's got seventeen look, catches. And look, so look, he's look a, at he's the opponent, though. Kind of guy. Yeah, and and uh, also I think most people would look at the matchups and say, well, you know, uh, Pittsburgh is probably tough against the tight end, and they're no. actually they're actually not that tough. They're kind of middle of the pack, but uh, yardage wise, they're only twelve. They give up twelfth most yardage to the tight ends. So they've given up quite a bit of yards to uh, to some of the tight ends they played. So um, I totally agree, Alex. It's, it's going to be dumbed down passes uh, every once in a while. Uh, you know, you hit Shianko for uh, for 10, 12 here. Next thing you know, you got 22, 22 yards, and uh, we haven't even reached the uh, second quarter. So, good call. All right. Ready for playing? Shanko, Shanko over, what was the official number, Alex? 28 and a half. Yeah, 28 and a half. 28 and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go for number two. All right, play number two. Uh, this is going to be a... Uh, long shot here, um, but uh, I like the value, uh, and it's Peyton Manning, and the question is, how many touchdowns will he throw? Uh, the under, the over-under is two and a half, with the over two and a half paying plus 220. So, if you're laying 100 bucks, you're getting back 220 smackaroos. Um, the way I see it is, it's just too much value for Peyton Manning. Uh, uh, the possibility of him throwing those three touchdowns are very high. Uh, it's not to say that he should get it, but I think that it's quite possibly he could get it, and uh, that's why I'm going to I'm going to take the uh, plus two twenty here. And I don't think there's too much explanation is needed why it's possible for Peyton Manning right. to throw two touch three touchdowns. Right, Dallas Clark one, uh, Reggie Wayne one, and then. Put somebody else in there, maybe Dallas Clark with a second or uh, Reggie Wayne with a second. Oh, maybe Scott well, Atkins. Scott Atkins will get in there and catch the third one. Yeah, you Scott know Atkins what? Scott third. <laughs> it's, not, it's not in Indy, though. It's in St. Louis, and I'm not going to be there. But listen, with with uh, the over-under I kind of look at in this type of situation, being 45 and then being a 13-and-a-half-point favorite, it's shaping up. Vegas thinks it's going to be like a 30-15 type of day. Uh, for this game, and so that means there's at least four touchdowns to go around for the Colts, and you've got to yeah. think that uh, three of those belong to Peyton. So, well, and the uh, other but, thing, the other thing worth mentioning with Peyton is he is obvious. It's obvious. I mean, I think uh, looking at the last game, the way he finished the last game, the guy wants those yards, and I think he probably wants those touchdowns to go along with it. Uh, he clearly uh uh made those uh last two reception uh two passes to Reggie Wayne to get over 300 yards last year, last week uh two weeks ago they were on a bar last week uh so the guy is clearly looking at his uh, numbers and he wants those touchdowns and he wants those yards yeah yes. and it looks like his easy games in his easy games he's getting you three or four so right. okay let's move on Peyton Manning uh plus two and a half or over two and a half touchdowns for 220 correct 
play number three. Uh, we're going to go to Steve Slayton. And the play is over under uh, 95.5 for uh, both his rushing and receiving yards. Oh, wow. wow. And I'm going to take the over on that. I'm going to take the over 95.5 uh, because uh, the guy is uh, simply getting involved and getting involved heavily. Uh, the great thing that I like about these particular bets is, uh, especially with a guy like Slayton, is it really doesn't matter which way he gets those yards. I mean, he could get you 100 yards passing, uh, receiving, uh, just as easily as he could get you uh, 100 yards rushing um, because the guy is so involved in the ground and he's so explosive. So whenever I see 95.5 total, uh, I'm going to like the over. And plus, if you look at the last four games, the guy has uh, the guy had 113, 89, 98, and 145 total yards the last four games. So he's definitely getting really close to that number and going over it uh, uh, three out of the last four games. Yeah, well, no 98 against Arizona. Alex, I mean, he's definitely involved. In, I mean, he's really getting involved. Uh, 95 and a half. That looks like a good number, uh, but. Going against San Francisco, that uh, that that kind of scares me a little bit. Even though they're at home, uh, that's a wash. Uh, San Francisco's defense against uh, the running backs are you know nothing really to talk about. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's really not an issue. Uh, and like I said, you know he could get you 40 yards rushing, even if he's stopped on the ground, even if he goes, you know, 18 carries for 45 yards. You can still make up for it and get you 55, uh, 55 in the air. So for receiving, and that, yeah, and that's with a total domination. You don't see San Fran doing that. And Slayton is definitely a guy that's been on the roll. You know, for a guy that started slow, he's I think he's tenth overall in points right now. So he's yeah, uh, he's definitely he's definitely coming on. And, and I like what this he Houston makes team is it doing. happen. And the whole offense is coming on. Also, I think it's worth you know it's worth looking at the entire offense when you're looking at. Uh, at uh, Slayton, who was struggling the first couple of games, as the, the entire offense was struggling. And what's the payoff on Slayton over 95 and a half? It's uh, minus 15 both ways. Okay, okay. All right, so we've got Shanko over 28 and a half, Peyton over two and a half touchdowns, and Slayton over 95 and a half as the three uh, official plays for the prognosticator for week seven. Now, the guys in the chat room, Alex, they want to know and they want to air this. Uh, where can they get those player props? Do you can you can you release that, or do we need to do that offline? No, not at all. I, I use uh, I use a different uh, sports book last uh, year, or the last few years. Uh, this year, I I went to sportsbook.com actually. Um, so you can see most of these lines. I actually just looked at them about an hour before the show, and they haven't moved. Um, some of the plays move pretty quickly, especially after. I broadcast them in the air. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'll say this on behalf of uh, Alex. Uh, in the last uh, couple weeks, I mean, you just you just keep pounding them out, and you produce and produce and produce, and it's just fun. You know, I can't wait. I got my pen ready every time that you're uh, every time that you're ready to give us one, Alex. And you know, even though I might disagree with you, uh, the bottom line is uh, you. You're knocking two out of three every week, and if you go 66% on this stuff, that's pretty good. Yeah, well, that's actually where I've been. I've been around 66% the last two years. That's awesome. Well, and they just got a uh, little bit of free advertising there, so the guys in the, in the chat room are thankful. They want to jump on board, if you haven't already, 
and make some cash with uh, Dr. Prof. So, Alex, hey, thanks a lot, man. The FFPC contest, things going well there? Everything's going great. Um, I think uh, the guys in the chat room could probably attest to that. <laughs> yeah, well, we are having fun, and it's never over. So, uh, Alex, thanks for being with us on Red vs. Blue. We'll see you next week. All right, thanks, Alex. Take thanks, care. Alex. Man, those are those props are so much fun, man. And to get on yeah. up on board, Shanko over twenty and a half. One more time, Peyton over two and a half touchdowns. Again, at value plus two twenty, and then Slayton over ninety five and a half. The cool part about that, Mike, is if you do go one and two, and Peyton is the game you win, you still broke you're even going one and two. Good. You're a yeah, you're, you're a winner. winner. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he does that, man. You could still come out a yeah. winner going one or two, and with a guy like Peyton, who would you rather? You know, that's a guy you want to bet on. So, Exactly. Um, exactly. Okay, that's well, awesome. we, we did get through the injuries. Harvin is limited with a shoulder. That was the last injury I didn't get to get to. Harvin was limited with a shoulder. This, this watch alert, it continues, Mike. Sidney Rice is the real deal now. Six catches yep. for 176 against Baltimore. Yep. Harv is throwing it. Rice is catching it. And uh, Rice is a must start right now. I don't care who they're playing. They're playing Pittsburgh, but you know what? It's going to be a big game. You're going to see a lot of passes in that game. This is not your Pittsburgh Steelers of old. Yeah, it was funny, Scott. I picked him up in week two. I was like, this guy is real because I like who Favre likes. Favre likes Rice. So there you go. Yep. We've got Buffalo at Carolina this week. Uh, Again, D. Will, Stewie. Uh, both are playing some dominant football right now. DeLome is just awful. Steve Smith non-existent. I feel so sorry for the Steve Smith owners. Uh, uh, Buffalo in this game, you know, Lynch and Fred Jackson both had decent days. It is a it is a definitely a timeshare running back by committee situation. Yep. Uh, but against Carolina, you can run against Carolina. That's not a problem. Carolina is one of the worst in the league against the run. So. If you're if you're Steven, if you're Fred Jackson and Marshawn Lynch and you need to put a player in there, definitely don't be afraid to put them both in. I would, we got three minutes three hesitate. minutes left on the show. I wouldn't hesitate at all to use Fred Jackson. I wouldn't hesitate one bit. Buffalo, they got uh, you know, let's face it, they gotta feel good. They they beat the Jets and they gotta win and they'll they'll keep going. Yeah. I wanna also mention a couple minutes from now. If you want to jump on over to uh, Midnight Oil with Jeff and Ryan, uh, Midnight Oil is a, a nice little show to uh, wind us down and uh, wrap everything up. If you have any last who-do-I-start questions, bring them by Jeff and Ryan. A lot of us will be jumping in on the chat room over there uh, if, you, if you didn't get to uh, any of those uh, in our show. Uh, Chicago at Cincy, Mike Palmer, Benson, all these guys you have to start. Caldwell's obviously the number two over there now with six for 57. Caldwell did catch a touchdown, but you know what? Several leagues I saw Coles in this week did not get picked up. So don't buy into the one decent game from Coles just yet. With Cutler no, no. Uh, looking good, Forte still not doing well, but he's still getting the the, the catches and the receptions. Uh, for the PPR leagues, Hester's looking good, six for 83, and Olsen is again a must start. I don't really see any other starters on that on that squad just yet. This Pierre and Mike Bell disaster, Mike. It's a definite running back by committee. Mike Bell got a couple of those carries against the Giants at the goal line, and then all of a sudden Pierre comes in and gets a couple and gets shut out. So I don't quick, know what they're going to do there. Maybe that was a nod of confidence for Pierre Thomas uh, that he did get a couple quick, of those quick, carries. Real quick question, quick question, Scott. How is uh, how is Hans Ward the number fourteen? Oh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. 
Yeah, Roethlisberger's fine in a Heinz Ward all day long. You, you paid a very late price. You've got a, a heck of a player in your hands in Heinz Ward. Heath Miller, too, definite must start. This Lance Moore is on the watch Lincoln. alert. Lance Moore, 6 for 78 and a touchdown against a very tough Giants yep. defense. The Giants usually shut down the number two wide receiver, but Lance Moore did play. Put him in the lineup this week with confidence against Miami, and I think you'll be pretty happy about Lance Moore, what he gives you. This Philly-Washington game, can't even watch it. It's going to be a disaster, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> Red versus Blue, we will see you, you guys next to week. Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Mike, that's the show, buddy. We can never get it all in. What up? We can, we can never get it all in. Overtime is here, but, uh, man, I just keep rolling on through those stats. I just can't get it all in, man. And, and the chat room is still popping. There's still 20, 25 guys in there right now uh, just chatting against fan, about fantasy football, and, and, and you've got to be a part of this chat room. If you, if you haven't made it to the chat and you're downloading the podcast, the chat room is where all the high-stakes players are. These are champions of these leagues. Chad Schroeder uh, joins us every single week, and he's in there answering questions for the guys, and they're going back and forth and debating while we're going on the show. They're probably half listening up, Mike, because they're getting so much into the, uh, into the chat room. It's just one of those things. If you're downloading the podcast, that's great. We appreciate you. We've got about 1,000 download listeners right now every week. That is something we're very excited about, but this chat room is what I'm excited to see. If you can stay up late at 11 o'clock, pop on, pull up the laptop, throw some headphones on while you're sitting in bed with the wife, if, if she's watching TV, and, and, and listen to the show and join the chat room. Mike, we've got Arizona at the Giants. We talked about that a little bit with all these question marks. This Bradshaw and Jacobs situation. Now we've got Knicks and Manningham and Steve Smith and Hickson. There's a lot of players you can put in your lineup this week that but but it's really devaluing all the guys. I mean, they're all kind of middle of the road guys. Well, I'll tell you what. In this in this game, I love the Giants. Uh, uh, just run, 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 and uh, I think I think they can do it against Arizona, even though Arizona is looking that good. But uh, I just, well, we'll see. I just see the War, Warner, Warner's going to get teed off on this week for sure. I've definitely I've still got to start him in the WAC in, in WCFF, but. Um, I've, I, you know, the, he is definitely going to get teed off on this Philly-Washington game. Portis, again, he's Portis, 15 for 109, Cooley 5 for 57. But that whole game, uh, if you're Washington playing KC, you can only get the ball to Santana Moss one time for 40 yards. I mean, that's that you've got to have a passing game. And with Zorn not calling the plays anymore, it's going to be an absolute mess, Mike. Yeah, we have the Philly D in the NFC. Yeah, we, we have the, we have the Philly D, so I'm 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 hoping they can improve on that two sacks and two picks from last uh, well, week. I'll tell you what, in NFFC we've got we've got probably 15 to 20 points because Philly is going to take care of Washington. Uh, they got a big old caller doing the calling of the of the offense. The I N G O, and I, you know I don't know what's going to happen in Washington. Uh, Clinton Portis, he's got to be frustrated. Santana Moss, he's got to be frustrated. And uh, Campbell, I mean, Campbell, he's not that bad. He's he's not the worst of the worst. I mean, give me a break. Jim Zorn, did he, was he doing that bad of a job? Apparently so. I don't know. So, Appar- 
apparently so. You've got to have the offense. When the offense is doing absolutely nothing, you've got to make a move, and uh, and and he did. So, Mike, that's about it, man. That's all we got time for. I'm I'm worn out, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this. I'm gonna head over to Midnight Oil for a while, and uh, then I'm gonna call it a night. But uh, good luck to you and all your leagues this weekend, buddy. Sounds good. Same to you, Scott. Good okay, luck to everybody we'll else. All right, take care. Red versus blue. We'll see you next week. <laughs>